Welcome along, everybody. This is the IWO podcast, available on YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. Oh yeah! Oh Back yeah! Again. Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah, the Macho <laughs> Man Randy Savage. Here we are. I am your host, uh, Drip Sweat McGee. <laughs> yes. Finally. I lost the predictions, and that means for until Super Showdown, my name is Drip Sweat McGee. Oh Dumpy dear. Slim Finger is gone, and I am <laughs> James Evans. Oh dear. Yeah, it wasn't. It was a close one this week. Uh, yeah. This month, sorry. Our pay per view predictions you had Becky, I had Charlotte. Becky won that one. The very next match was the tag team match where I had Dolphin Drew, you had Seth and Dean. Dolphin Drew won that one. Then the only one we differed on was the main event, Braun yeah. versus Roman. I had Braun, you had Roman. Of course, that match was a no contest, which yeah. means that uh, Roman we, retained we, we the title. We thought it was a draw. <laughs> yeah, we completely forgot our own rules and for a whole day thought that it was a draw. But Roman did retain the title, which meant that James got the point, and which means that I am now... Drip Sweat McGee. Well, what do you think of your new name, Reese? It's not the best name in the world, but... Ah, uh, how dare you. Alright, we're going to move on now, but before we get on to Raw and Smackdown, James, what I want to know before we get in there is what was your favourite match from WWE Hell in Cell 2018? You know what? I think it was Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. Just because... Do you mean... Screwdriver in the Year, the musical. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just uh, the cringe. All yeah, the cringe. it was hard to watch that one. I fully just tried to rip out my eyes when that happened. I was like, yeah. I don't want to see this anymore. No. Is, it was good but, cringe because it was meant to be cringy. I was yeah, like, yeah, it wasn't like a really bad boss. <laughs> Because <laughs> we, we got, we were lucky enough to watch this show together this month. Because we can't always oh, yes. all the time, but we were this month. I came around to your house and we watched it. Yeah. And I just remember sitting there, me and you, and I was going, "He's gonna break his ear off! He's gonna break his ear off!" <laughs> I, I thought it was gonna snap. I really thought that Jeff was gonna go. You know what, Randy? It'll be entertaining. You just rip my ear off. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be, that'd be fun. But oh. no, he didn't rip his ear off. Um, right. We'll talk more about that later on yeah. in the show, but right now we're going to go into Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. And it kicks off with the big dog, still Universal Champion Roman Reigns. He comes out here and he calls out Brock Lesnar, who interfered in the Hell in a Cell match the night before. But Brock Lesnar does not come out. Out comes Brawny Strowman. Brawny the Strowman. Out he comes. <laughs> and he says that he's going to get Brock Lesnar. And after he's got Brock Lesnar, he's going to get Roman Reigns, and he will be the new Universal Champion. This brings out Baron Corbin, who says he was very stressed last night because it was his first ever pay-per-view as acting Raw General Manager. But don't worry, he has come to a solution to help out this problem. 
there will be a triple threat match for the Universal title between Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar, and that will take place at WWE Crown Jewel. That oh, is yes. followed by everyone in the world going, You what? What? The crown? <laughs> crown what? Crown Jewel? What's, what's that? Crown Jewel is the name of the new um, pay-per-view that the WWE are doing in our good old friend Saudi Arabia. Yeah, which is going to take place millions and millions of dollars. Yes, which is going to take place November second, I believe. So now, not only have we got Showdown and Evolution, we now have Crown Jewel as well. I thought very soon we were going to be stopping building three pay-per-views at the same time. And yes, build one. But uh, no, this month, in the next month, or just oh no, it is in the next. Yeah, it's month and a few weeks. We have one pay per view with the guys and the girls. We have one pay per view with the girls, and we have one pay per view with the guys. Yeah, um, is Crown Jewel next month as well? November second. Oh, so, well, well, that's basically October. Yeah, you see, we've got we've got Showdown, then we've got Evolution, then five days after Evolution, we've got Crown Jewel. Oh, friggin' hell. Well, Braun said his reaction to this. He went, that sucks, which caused the crowd to erupt. And then he went, Roman, you suck. Baron, you suck. You all suck. Even you in the crowd, you suck too. And see, so does I, your mum. I thought Kurt Angle was going to come out from under the ring. <laughs> <laughs> That's my catchphrase. Olympic slam to Braun. But it doesn't bring out Kurt Angle. Instead, it brings out Paul Heyman, accompanied by the door off the Hell in a Cell. Yeah, because they, they couldn't afford Lesnar on the show. No, so they brought a door instead, which is also <laughs> big and red. Very much like Brock Lesnar. Yeah. But Paul comes out and he says... Hello everyone, my name is Paul Heyman. By the way, Brock Lesnar's going to win at WWE Crown Jewel because he is the Crown Jewel of WWE. And everyone went, oh, oh. so what you did there, Paul. Very clever, very <laughs> clever, Paul. I can very, see why they clever. call you a genius. <laughs> but he's not clever enough because Braun Strowman then chases him and he runs away. I can't, I can't believe this is... we're suddenly back to Brock Lesnar yeah. and weird Paul Heyman. Just wandering out, yeah, well, without Brock Lesnar, but with a door, with a door, which is more than he used to. I, uh, I, I, this... I think, I think the door should just like accompany Paul Heyman. Yeah, Paul, next... come, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Paul Heyman and the door of the Hell in a Cell. Yeah, yeah. that'd be what it is. But maybe you could just like slowly, like, have him come to more roars than Brock Lesnar. What the door? Time. Yeah, the door. Because I, 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 he, he, he must uh, charge a cheap rate, you know. In the door, he's very cheap. <laughs> I want Crown Jewel to be like the NXT UK show that we did. And he goes, and uh, you get the NXT UK GM come out, and he goes, "This triple threat match is very good, but I want <laughs> to change it to a four-way fatal match." Please welcome the newest member of this match. The door from the hell in a cell. Yes, the door, and then the door becomes the new universal champion. That's what I want. Uh, good old Johnny Saint. 
Johnny Saint, what a man. I love that. It was that whole show was fantastic, but it four four man fatal match was just one of the best. <laughs> the chick of the crowd anyway. side chanting Paulway Fatal. Yeah, let's go back to Raw. <laughs> we haven't finished the opening segment yet. Um, Roman and Baron are in the ring because everyone else is gone, and Baron goes. Roman, I'm going to book you in a match tonight. It's for the Universal Championship. It's against me. Oh, my God. Um, James, a couple of questions I've got to ask you. Firstly, I want to know your opinion on the uh, Braun versus Roman Hell in a Cell match from Hell in a Cell. And I want to know what you thought of this opening segment. And I know we touched a little bit on Crown Jewel, but if you go into a little bit more detail there, that'd be fan-dabby-dozy. Yeah. Well... The the Hell in a Cell match was kind of uh, well, I I don't I don't, uh, it was it was okay you know because mm-hmm. it was a good surprise to see uh, Brock Lesnar nobody was expecting Brock Lesnar apart from no a few people on Twitter like moments before <laughs> yeah you went on Twitter just before the match and ruined the Brock Lesnar surprise for yourself but then adamantly refused to tell me what it was and yeah. I was very surprised. <laughs> Did it up your excitement for Brock Lesnar? It did because appearing? you just went on Twitter and you went, "Oh no!" And I just thought, <laughs> "Oh, something's happening." But I, uh, I, I did enjoy Brock Lesnar coming back after. I we touched on this last like last podcast. That mm-hmm. Does it count as a return if you've been like in, t- in terms of Brock Lesnar? Because he, he hardly ever shows up to Raw. Yeah. Does it count as a return if he showed up on the previous pay per view? <laughs> I don't know. Like, Undertaker's on this Raw. Does that count as a return? He was here two weeks ago. Um, I suppose he's returning. Yeah, so I think it counts as a Brock return, and also it's a surprise. I thought it was pretty good. I liked Brock having the surprise run in. Yeah. I didn't like. That the Hell in a Cell, the most deadly match of all time, has to be ended because some guys got hit with a table and a couple of F5s. Yeah, that, the ending was a bit, like, well, it was a bit missed for me. I, like, the, the camera was just on them for about 15 seconds, and then the show stopped. <laughs> yeah, well, for us, the ending of the pay-per-view was at half past three in the morning, and we were a bit tired and a bit drunk, and we kind of just looked at you and went, did, did we miss something there? Why is, why is the show <laughs> ended? Oh dear, a dean, a dot, a dean on top of the cell. What, what's, what's going Some on? Some say that Dean Andrew McIntyre is still on top of that cell. No. Uh, what did you think of this opening segment? Uh, the opening segment was fine. Um, Crown Jewel was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, I drop that on us. I knew we were going to have a Saudi pay per view again, but I didn't. I know didn't think it was going to be, be for a soon. while. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a year after the Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a yearly thing. They've had but... two Saudi Arabian pay-per-views in one year. Well, it's unbelievable. Look what it... happens if you give them lots of money. Yeah. It... But it does look like they're actually properly building this one. <laughs> does it, though? Because if you heard the rumoured match for Crown Jewel... Uh, oh, no. No, I, I have, have not. Feeling... Well, you know the Undertaker one that I was telling you about before? Oh, yes. I feel they might drop that on us and not have a build to it. 
Oh, but then again, not. it might come off the back of the so- showdown show. So who knows? Yeah. I'm looking forward to it because I do like those shows and also has the added benefit of being on at like 10 o'clock at the night in UK. So yeah, it's, it's quite no, a good it's, time it's a, to be 10 on. 10 o'clock in the, in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the showdown show, isn't it? The Australian one. Oh, yeah, oh sorry, yeah. The Saudi yeah. ones are on like 10 at night. So it's yeah. actually an okay time to be on, which is quite mm. fun. Yeah. Uh, we will talk more later on about... Uh, Roman and Baron and Strowman and all that kind of stuff. We're going to move on to the first match of the night. It takes place between two people who are in a tag team match over the weekend. It's Dolph... No, it's not. It's Dean Ambrose and it's Drew McIntyre. I have to say... They're not on top of the cell. They're not on top of the cell. I have to say... Their match at Hell Cell was my personal favourite one, the Raw Tag Team match, and not just oh. because it gave me a point in the predictions, but I just thought it was a really good, edgiest seat match, full of near falls. I think there was a bit of added excitement because you and I had gone for different people, and it was so important. Yeah. Like if I if I had lost that match, I would have lost the whole show before even the main event. So every big move, either you or I was like, this is it, this is it, ah! Oh, no. <laughs> so it I was really a good... did enjoy that match. It was a good match. It was like, a good match. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, it was like the the first bit was it, it kind of gradually like increased in pace, which was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Until it's really at liked. the end, it's bloody mental. <laughs> <laughs> this match as well, and one night rather, this one did increase in pace, and I loved this match too. The whole story of the match is Dean is just constantly working the leg of Drew McIntyre. Yes, constantly yeah. you see him going through it all the way through the match. Uh, Drew does a fantastic job of selling this leg over and over and over again. Dean is just going crazy and that's what eventually costs him because he dives to the outside. Uh, Drew dodges it and runs back into the ring. Dean comes into the ring at a count of nine but uh, Drew just smashes him with that claymore kick and manages to pick up the win. Both guys look really strong because uh, Dean has managed to kind of put a dent in the armour of Drew McIntyre, but Drew McIntyre is still able to pick up the win. It's a great match. Both guys look fantastic. They obviously have stupid amounts of chemistry, and it looks like the Shield versus the Big Lads is still going forward because they had got the match at Showdown. Maybe they'll go on further after that. But if it means more matches between the four people that are Dolph, Drew, Seth, and Dean, I'm very happy because every time they're in the ring together, it's just... Five star. It is. It's. I mean, the match from Raw was great. They're, they're doing great things. Like this. Uh, I mean, the pre- previous roles we had have been a bit miss, but yeah, I feel like Raw this week was much more consistent, especially in the main storyline between the Shield and. Uh, what do they call them now? It's not the big lads. Well, see, <laughs> no, we call them the big lads. It's the dogs of war, but no one actually calls them the dogs of war. I think that was just like a one week thing. So yeah. I think we're back to the big lads. We'll just call them the big lads. It's fine. Big lads is a good name. <laughs> you see, this role I did think was good when I was watching it. And then when I was actually writing my notes today, I was like, oh, actually, it's just full of filler stuff that goes nowhere. But we will get onto that. Yeah. Right now, actually, because we're going to talk about a filler match that goes nowhere. It's a one-on-one match between Victor of the Ascension and Chad Gable, who is teaming up with Bobby Roode. We have both said before how much we love the Bobby Roode-Chad Gable tag team. We're hoping it's going to go far. This match does absolutely nothing. Very quick match. Gable obviously (laughs) picks up the win, and there is literally 
Nothing else to talk about. We could go on and on about how much we love that tag team, but we've already done that. Yeah. Have you? Can you think of anything new to say after this? Uh, all I can say is that why are they still battling the Ascension? They've beaten them twice, yeah. and now are they going to beat them individually? Or yes. <laughs> why does I... this matter? I can't wait for Bobby Roode versus Connor. Of the Ascension. Yeah. Next week. Oh. But Connor, <sighs> like, ruined the celebration and everything. He did. He got he got way too much offense on there. He probably took him out. He's Connor quite, of the Ascension. What the hell surprised. is going on? Victor and Connor Ugh. mean very little at, at this point, unfortunately. Um, or, which is or sad. Ever, really, since they come out with NXT, they've not really yeah. meant a lot. Did you know that they're the longest... Uh, <laughs> NXT uh, tag team champions. Are they still? Didn't the authors of pain break their record or not? I'm not sure, actually. I, no, I don't think they did. Oh, oh dear. So, so maybe still... heavy machine. Yeah, maybe War Machine will break it because I have a feeling War Machine might take the titles off undisputed era. Yeah. Who knows? Just hold it. Yeah, because they're really cool and they're big yeah. lads. Big lads, but big not lads the too. big lads. They just—they're just big lads. The the um, the enhanced version of the big lads. Yes, we're going to move on now from that because there isn't really anything to talk about. It's the Undertaker now, who is yay really cool because he's the Undertaker. Uh, he comes out and he goes, Triple H, uh, you've got a broken soul. <laughs> You have changed from the warrior to the corporate guy. <laughs> and you may have Shawn Michaels in your corner at WWE Super Showdown, but I will have my brother of destruction, Kane. It was a very good impression, Reese. Oh, thank yeah. you very much. I've been practicing. Um, you do the eye thing, <laughs> like, I can't do the eye thing. I wish I could do the eye thing. Unfortunately, oh. I can't. I'll be. I'll practice the eye thing one day. The basis of the Undertaker's promo was basically he's gonna beat up Triple H. Also, Shawn Michaels is a naughty boy, but also his brother will be in his corner at Super Showdown. Just adding a little bit of help into the corner there. But the big story that has come out a couple hours before we are recording this. As reported by Big Uncle Dave, Dave Meltzer, oh. he is saying that Shawn Michaels will come out of retirement for the first time in eight years for WWE Crown Jewel, where we shall see the Brothers of Destruction versus DX. Before we get on to that, though, James, just tell me what you think of the Undertaker's problem as a whole, and then what you think of the rumoured match at Crown Jewel. Well, the Undertaker. He's an entertaining guy, isn't he? He's very he good at his a- job. He has a very entertaining presence about him, a mysterious yeah. presence, yes. and it makes it all the entertaining. And um, I, I love the Undertaker. He's just, oh yeah, just, I think he, he just has to come out and say a couple of words, and that's about it. Well, try <laughs> All he has to do is come out. Sometimes he can just he has to do his entrance, and then go, and I'm happy. He doesn't have to add yeah. anything else, but he does. The entrance and it makes it is even just better. enough. He could just yeah. walk back out. <laughs> he goes bong, and he goes like goes. Right, thank you. See you later. Oh, Goodbye. I'm going for me too now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, yeah, he he just came out and said a couple of words. But it's like I'm quite I'm quite hyped for this match now. I don't know about you. 
like after they they've had a proper build to it, unlike when they had uh, the Greatest Royal Rumble, Triple H versus John Cena. Yeah, this is like a proper like dream match, and mm. it's it's gonna be good, I think. Yeah, I was excited either way because I love The Undertaker, I love Triple H, and I'm sure they can do great stuff together because they just have yeah. that chemistry. But, you know, having a little story to it as well, throwing the Shawn Michaels stuff in there, Kane yeah. is obviously leaving his mayor duties to go help his brother out. <laughs> it's, it's looking good. Um, what was your reaction to the quote, quote, end quote news that Shawn Michaels will be coming out of retirement because it is only rumour at the moment, I guess, but it's more solid rumour because it's been said by Big Dave. Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite shocking, really, mm. because he's, he's the last... He's the last guy, I think, who has, has like, properly retired and then stayed retired. Yeah, and now, retired not due to injury and stayed yeah. retired. But um, but this is going to change that. And, yeah, uh, I I don't know how I how I feel about that at the moment. I know it's rumored to only be a tag team match, which kind of makes it better, I suppose, because then mm. they could just say he's retired from singles competition or something. You but, see, um, I it's just when I, I got when I I got the news when I was in work, and a notification came through on my phone, and initially I was like, oh no. Because I love yeah. Shawn Michaels. Him and Undertaker and CM Punk kind of battle it out for me all the time as my number one favourite guy of all time. And I love that match that they had. I love the match they had the year before a little bit more. But I love that match they had that retired him. And it was such a good story. And he said so many times how it's such a good story. Yeah. And initially I was like, oh, it's a shame. It's a shame yeah. that he's come out of retirement because he's kind of ruined this. But then I thought, I'm going to get to see Shawn Michaels wrestle again. And I thought... Actually, I'm okay with this as long as it's good. And I think yeah. that it's Shawn Michaels, so it's going to be good. But also, he's in there with Triple H, with the Undertaker, and to a lesser extent, Kane. And they I, can kind of, even if it, even if he hasn't got what he had used to, they can carry him to make it seem like he has. Yeah. So I feel like it will be good, and I I'm, am excited I'm, for it. But if it is just a rumor and it's not true, I'm also happy because I won't mind him staying tight. Yeah, I think I think. I think we'll have to see how it goes because I think if they if they go into it with no build whatsoever, I mm-hmm. I wouldn't like it. No. But if they they bring some kind of build for it and make it mean something at least instead of being just a a bit of a a throwaway match, I. My... I think I'd be more happy to see it. Yeah, my kind of fantasy booking at the moment is that Shawn Michaels will cost The Undertaker somehow at Showdown. Yeah. And that'll lead to The Undertaker kind of being like, I want to destroy you one more time, I grant you permission to come out of retirement, but only to face me and my brother, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Something along those lines. And then Shawn Michaels get to pay, gets to be paid £75 billion trillion pounds by the kings of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I mean, I, Which is I, always I'm, good. I'm kind of with you. With yeah, it's go, it's gonna be, it's gonna, it's we're gonna see Shawn Michaels wrestle again, mm-hmm. even if, even if it's not in his prime. 
it's it's friggin' Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Look, but, as long um, as you can do elbow drop, super kick, and the kick up that he used to do when he yeah, on the floor and kicks up, <laughs> do those three things. I'm happy. We can go home. But uh, it does come at the cost of him, obviously breaking his one rule. Yeah. And I also feel like wrestling for wrestlers is kind of addictive. And I feel if he gets in there in that tag match, he might go, oh, I can have one more. And I can have one more. Yeah. And I can have one more. And we might end up seeing him in a singles match with AJ Styles at WrestleMania. And I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> <laughs> and this feels so... like a wish list. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is a little bit. Right, let's move on from Undertaker and Shawn Michaels to two people who are far more important. It's Dana Brooke and Bailey. Um, we have this match here. Uh, it's really short. Dana Brooke is fully... Uh, removed from titles worldwide now, which is weird because I thought there'd be a bit more maybe about her and Apollo, but apparently not. So they've dropped that. Bailey picks up the win very quick. I have nothing else to say. No, um, I don't even remember this match, <laughs> uh, which is really bad. Um, yeah, there was. I I can't say anything because I they, just don't they... know. <laughs> Bailey war with the Bailey's belly. Why? And that's it. I thought this match already happened last week. Yeah. So why why is it happening again? I don't know. Is is it just move to on. show is it just to show that Dada Brooke is on her own now? Is that the whole yeah. purpose? But she's still not winning or doing anything different. She's just lost her clipboard. Which which was the best thing about her? I love the clipboard. Oh. I really liked her crunching the numbers. Let's let's move on before we get sad. Okay. Well, from one thing that was quick and meant nothing to another, it's the AOP versus some jobbers. Oh, it's the, we saw this last week. It's the same as last week and the week before that. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> Why? We I don't see, know. I think I think. The authors of pain have faced more jobbers than anyone yeah. in WWE. At this yeah, point. it's ridiculous. I mean, they have Drake Maverick, but they've had him for a few weeks now, and nothing's changed. Yeah, he does do some good promos, but it's just like something. Please, my notes for this match are: AOP win versus some jobbers. Please do something. We we that's it. We said like well I. I we were talking about it last week that I, I like once you've had a jobber match why do you need another jobber match I can understand doing it like for a month because you have your kind of in between pay-per-views you have your stuff but once that pay-per-view ends you're supposed to either reinvigorate your stories that you have or start new ones and we've been on stuck at this same thing for ages now <laughs> since just up. after SummerSlam since they lost the awful feud, well, they didn't. They lost it in terms of they got rid of it. Not that they actually lost it. I think they won it. But their awful feud titles worldwide that went nowhere. Since that's gone, they got Drake Maverick, and now there's nothing. It's, I don't want to talk about this anymore because it's just there's nothing to say that we haven't already said. Let's move on to something that is uh, much like a million times better. Because yeah, this I think is. You, I think you know yeah, what it Seth- is. 
Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler for the IC title. There was a bit of backstage setting up of this where Baron Corbin went up to Dolph Ziggler and he said, look, Drew McIntyre's just beat Dean Ambrose. I'll beat Roman Reigns in the main event. You take on Seth Rollins. But Dolph's like, I fell off the cage last night. I'm really hurt. What? Why? Why? And he went, don't worry. Seth isn't even here. All you have to do is go out to the ring and I'll give you the IC title because Seth's not even here. And Dolph went, cool, let's do it. So Dolph <laughs> heads off to the ring and he's there and he's waiting for Seth and he's like, oh, Seth's not going to turn up. But then Seth turns up. Uh, and the story of this match is kind of like, because they both fell off the cell last night, that they're both kind of injured but they're still going through it. It's a great match overall. For me, there wasn't anything that I can really remember as standing out. I may be wrong about that. But it's just they they have got great chemistry. I still don't mind them. See, I like I, I saw people on Twitter like, oh, why are we seeing this again? It's like because it's really good. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I thought it was good. Anything else to add, James? It was it was a solid match, and um, yeah, I I I don't mind seeing these two like go back and forth on Raw, like uh, just just. Just to go at it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's as, as well as Dean Ambrose and um, the, um, not Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Drew McIntyre, yeah. <laughs> that was a good match as well. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's just continuing the Dogs of War um, yeah. storyline or the the Big Lads, you know. Big Lads, yeah, they are officially called the Big Lads now. Definitely, yeah. But um, I I feel like this is all Baron Corbin's fault. Do you yeah. think Ziggler will just go back and blame Baron Corbin, or is it just gonna no? Be I forgotten? think he's just gonna move on. I think he's just gonna move on from this point. I um, don't know what else. Um, yeah, good match. Uh, you know, I wouldn't. It's this kind of thing where if we have Seth versus Dolph for the next few weeks, I'm not going to mind because they're great matches, but it's still going nowhere. Unlike AOP yeah, versus Jobbers, yeah. which are going nowhere and also not entertaining because it's just the exact same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, good point. Uh, moving on now, Ronda Rousey is hosting an open challenge. But before we go there, James, what do you think of the Ronda Rousey Alexa Bliss match at Hell in a Cell? It was um, surprisingly good. You know, I yeah. I wasn't expecting much from the match. I was nope. I was just I I was expecting a, uh, a squash uh, match, a squash match. But it, yeah. I mean, Alex Alexa Bliss. There there was some story to this one which I I yeah. really liked. Like uh, the ribs. Ronda had, Ronda had injured ribs, yeah. and uh, Alexa she sold it amazingly. Ribs. Yeah, she was brilliant. Like I know I know. A lot of people agreed, like online, because it started trending. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised by their match at uh, Hell in the Cell. I thought I I really thought it was going to be like uh, another squash match, something mm-hmm. we've already seen before. And I'm yeah. glad that it wasn't. Um, I think yes, Ronda is constantly becoming a better wrestler all the time. If you compare her at Royal Rumble and Elimination Chamber when she's doing those promos before her first match to where she is now, they're two just completely different people. Her promos are better, her in-ring is better, she's selling fantastically. I don't think it's possible for anyone to be a Ronda Rousey hater at this point, because she's just great. She's no, great. She's- 
constantly improving all the time. It's great. Uh, on Raw, though, she is hosting an open challenge for the Raw Women's Championship, which is exciting stuff. And it got even more exciting when she opens the challenge and it's answered by Natalia's music. And I went, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. Yeah. Natalia, it might be a face versus face thing here. Natalia, the mentor versus the student. Really good match. I thought this is going to be fun. But then out come the Riot Squad, kind of dragging Natalia's oh. dead body behind them. <laughs> and then the Riot Squad hit the ring to go and attack Ronda Rousey. Out come the Bellas, who beat up the Riot Squad with Ronda Rousey, and they stand tall. There's lots of things I didn't like about this. Yeah, Firstly, I was very keen. The Riot Squad, right? If they really want to get to Ronda Rousey, instead of beating up Natalia, why doesn't Ruby Riot? answer Ronda's open challenge and use the fact that she's got two good buddies there to try and help her win the title. Well... That doesn't make sense. And then afterwards, when the Bellas come out, Ronda's like, oh yeah, the Bellas have helped me. Not, oh no, my best mate's been knocked out and lying <laughs> yeah. on the floor over there. I, I feel like she's forgotten Natalia. <laughs> It was, it was. There was a lot of things. See, this had a lot of potential in the first 30, 40 seconds, and it kind of just all deflated like a balloon. I mean, I, like, I wish they they had, because it, obviously it didn't end with a an open challenge, which was disappointing, because I really like open challenges. <laughs> but, um... I, I would have liked to see uh, Natalia versus Ronda Rousey. Just like a match. You know, yeah. I I feel like all this is doing is building up to their Super Showdown match, mm-hmm. and which isn't very exciting anyway, because it's the Riot Squad and the Bella Twins in it. And as much as I do like the Riot Squad, I feel as as a team, they're very underused. They're they're underused, and they're not. Like a the, credible threat, I don't. No, they just—they are kind of just the heel jobbers. Where in a division where you have not got enough people to have heel jobbers. Yeah, and I, I wish they weren't that because this match could be like ten times better. This mm. uh, super showdown, and uh, the Bella Twins haven't really um, <laughs> <laughs> showed off uh, how good they used to be. Or ever were. Or ever were. <laughs> right, let's move. Let's move on from the Bellas. One second. Ugh, it's so far away. Why have I put it so far away? No, I do. I do this every week. Why do I put it next to the chair? It's time to walk with a Lewis. Walk with a Lewis. Here he is. He's singing a lovely song, but he gets interrupted by a man called Leo Rush. Now, oh, Leo yes. Rush, in my opinion, is a miracle worker, and I will explain why later. Yeah. But Leo Rush is interrupting Elias, and Elias goes, Whose child is this? <laughs> there is a child on the rampway. Any parents? And Leo Rush kind of laughs it off and says, Elias, you'll now go one-on-one with Bobby Lashley. Did you forget this was a Bobby Lashley feud? Oh, I thought this was over. And I remember there's the tag match at Showdown. (laughs) With John Cena. 
Ah! I'm Kevin Owens. Ah! Ah! <laughs> anyway, the match happens, and Leo Rush is on commentary. Match is happening, and out comes good old Kevin Owens. Yeah. Who then tries to attack Leo Rush, who does some amazing athletic flips and stuff, and then uh, Leo Rush ends up... Uh, Elias then tries to attack Leo Rush, and Leo Rush kicks Elias, which means that Elias won the match. Elias beats Bobby Lashley on Monday Night Raw, but then Bobby Lashley just kind of picks up Leo Rush and uses him as a weapon against KO and Elias, uh, and then that's how it ends with uh, Leo Rush sat on Bobby Lashley's shoulders as they celebrate looking at KO and Elias. A few things here. Happy Elias did kind of, in a way, get the win. I call Leo Rush a miracle worker because I can't wait to see what he does next, which means I can't wait for the next Bobby Lashley segment. Yeah, which is the strange. Next... He's, he's I... done something which I didn't think could be done. I want to see <laughs> the next Bobby Lashley segment if he becomes the talking Pete, which I assume he is now, he must the be because it was so good of Bobby Lashley. Um, that would just be amazing. I I want this to continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> because they they are they are a perfect match. I'm looking forward to it. I I really am. Um, I'm looking forward to tag match as well because I think that'll be fun. I don't think it'll be yeah. a technical wrestling classic, but I think it'll be a fun match. Yeah, I mean, it should it should all be good. I thought this segment very, was good. I thought it was very bewildering. <laughs> yeah, this Bobby Lashley segment and slash match was it's good. Possible, like, and I enjoyed. I, I know it. it's I know it's not saying much, <laughs> but I think this is possibly since returning to WWE, this is the best stuff they've done with Bobby Lashley. It's the most entertaining. Definitely, it's the most entertaining. Uh, it's not him bumbling through segments anymore, and no. it's the most optimistic I've been for Bobby Lashley. You know, yeah. I look forward to seeing how he's going to ruin it. <laughs> Up next is Alicia Fox and Mickey James, who are taking on Ember Moon and a mystery partner, and we all think, hmm. Who could it be? And it's revealed to be the returning Nia Jax, which gets yeah, hey. a really nice reaction from the crowd. And also, we see this awesome kind of scared face from Alexa Bliss, which was also really cool. I'm not sure what Alexa Bliss is doing now, because I guess they're moving... Oh, she's got the Trish match, hasn't she? That's what yeah. she's doing next. Uh, overall, this is a very quick match with Nia Jax picking up the win. There's nothing else really to say about this. James, you got anything you want to talk um, about here? Well, the main point I have is I think this is uh, quite a good um, like indication of um, because I Nia's title run was not the most thrilling. <laughs> no, because I kept on changing her face and heel every week. No, and I feel at the time I thought it was going to damage uh, her overall character. Yeah. And her yeah. returning now and getting the reaction she did mm-hmm. has um, has made all those thoughts go away. Yeah, and uh, which is good. It it's all like really depends on what they do re- with her next. Yeah, it's it's kind of press the reset switch on the Jacks. because it seems to be on the Raw Women's Division. Unless you're the champion or Alexa Bliss, 
they kind of forget about you until you're in a championship picture and they just kind of leave you to do whatever. Yeah. And I feel this might happen to Nia Jax in the future, but we shall see. Maybe she's just going to be busy mates with Ember Moon for a while. Um, yeah, yeah. Just kills people. Maybe. Uh, let's move on to the main event of Money Night Raw. It is the Universal Championship match between the champion Roman Reigns and the challenger Baron Corbin. Uh, for the majority of this match, it is a typical Baron Corbin-Roman Reigns match, which means it was okay. And yeah. then Baron Corbin does his new signature move of hitting someone with a steel chair and going, Oh, sorry. I forgot. This is a no DQ match. Yeah. Oh, I'm the general manager. (laughs) It starts the match again as no DQ. Braun comes out to attack Roman, but misses. Dolph and Drew come out to help Braun. The Shield come out to help Roman. There's a whole cluster going on there. At one point, Baron is able to hit the deep six. At this point, my mind went, they're going to put the title on Baron Corbin. They're going (laughs) to... Oh my god! But then Roman kicked out, which I think is a mark of a great match, where you go into the match and you think, this guy is definitely going to win, but kind of half of the match you go, wait a minute, no he's not. Oh yes he is. I kind of love that feeling of going, being so certain about something, but then kind of going, wait a minute, I was wrong all along. But in the end, Spear, 1-2-3, Roman picks up the win. I thought this main event was really entertaining. I thought there was moments, even though it kind of was everyone in the pool type of thing it was kind of entertaining I had moments where you thought Baron was going to win but then you know the right thing happened what do you think of this main event I was pleasantly surprised with this main event I mm-hmm. thought it was just going to be a generic Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns match as you said Yeah. and then and then he remembered he was general manager <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh the whole match changed and mm-hmm. he just it, it suddenly became exciting because and because you kind of, you kind of there was like loads of near falls yeah and i i did at one point think oh baron corbin's going to win he's going he's going to become the universal champion which is ridiculous because yes, Aaron Corbin. Yes, and uh, but I I do think like this Aaron Corbin now is is just uh, like completely different from when he was when he lost the Money in the Bank mm-hmm. contract. I'm loving his general manager run. I think he's really good. I'm it's really good. really enjoying it, and that's come from a place wonders. like a year ago. A year ago, Baron Corbin was maybe my least favourite guy. Yes, I just thought that he added nothing to any programme he was on. But yeah. right now, incredible. One of the highlights of Raw every week. Really yeah. enjoying. Just an egotistical moron. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's, it's great, great stuff. Yeah, I love and it. That, that was the end of Raw this week. Pretty good main event. I thought this whole show overall... It had moments that were really good. Like I thought the opening was good, Undertaker stuff was good, the end was good. You had the great Dolph and Seth match, the great Drew and Dean match, but they was just kind of sprinkled in in between. Just pointless rubbish that went nowhere. Yeah, so it's a mixed bag. Maybe if the show was two hours, it would have been better. Speaking of two-hour shows, let's talk on. Let's talk about SmackDown Live. Oh yes, the land of opportunities. 
as they usually call it. But, yes, um, it opens up with a Miz TV segment. But before that, Miz announces that at Super Showdown, him and Daniel Bryan will go up against each other and it is a number one contendership match for the WWE title. It was a big announcement that I'm sure was already announced because I'm sure we've talked about it multiple times already on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but let's put that aside. Uh, Miz calls out his guest, which is... Maurice, his wife. Out she comes and talks about how grueling it was to face Brie Bella and Daniel Bryan, but all in all, it wasn't uh, wasn't that difficult. And also how she mentioned that Brie Bella only married Daniel Bryan so she could stay relevant within the WWE, which is interesting. Did you enjoy their match at um, Hell in a Cell, Reese? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, No. Because half the people in the match weren't very good wrestlers. No, so, you know, I was th- I was thinking about that Hell in the Cell that match the other day. I think Daniel Bryan and the Miz were basically the match. <laughs> yeah, because the story was kind of like Maurice didn't want to face Brie Bella because she's a dominant force in wrestling, and so the most of the match was Daniel Bryan and the Miz, which was entertaining. But then there was stuff about the wives all the time, and the end was like, Bree rolled up Maurice, but she manages to reverse it into a roll-up of her own, but it wasn't a roll-up, it was just a straightforward pin, and then I think she was supposed to grab the tights as well, but she didn't, and then Bree's like, oh my god, she cheated to win, but then everyone's like, no, she just, she just pinned you. It, it was a regular pin. <laughs> so, it was weird. It was, it was I'm still. Kind of hype for the Miz Brian showdown, but I did not enjoy that. I, uh, it's would weird. you like to forget about this? Yeah, but I got to finish this segment because <laughs> Brian comes out after Maurice says how rubbish his wife is, and then Brian goes and attacks the Miz, but the Miz accidentally hits Maurice, who goes down. And like they bring a stretcher out, and Daniel Bryan's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I accidentally got the Miz to hit you. I'm so I I can't believe I've done this. Oh, I can't believe it." And then it turns out that Maurice was faking all along and acted like it was a plan to have that happen, even though they didn't know that Brian was going to come out. And they didn't know Brian was going to hit Miz, but it was a plan all along. And then Brian's like, "Oh, you got me!" And they're going to fight again. And then Brian kind of takes control of the brawl again and hits Miz again and then Miz hits Maurice again and Maurice goes down legit hurt this time but now it's okay and Daniel Bryan celebrates <laughs> and then that's the end of the segment I really didn't like it I didn't understand it and I would like to move on unless you've got something to say I feel like they're trying to make Daniel Bryan versus the Miz too overly complicated yeah well this was Maurice's last appearance on Smackdown allegedly, is what she said at the start of the segment. So maybe the wife thing's out of the way now and we can just get back to these guys hating each other. Thank God. Do you want to move on? Yes. Yes, please. Okay, it's Kofi Kingston versus Cesaro now. Yay! For some reason, For some reason, Big E and Xavier Woods are dressed up like explorers. I didn't really understand that. <laughs> no, race they're Australians. Oh! Is that what, is that what Australians wear? That's why Big E had that stupid... Well, he tried to do a, a stupid Australian accent, but it sounded I, nothing like an Australian. You see, I thought the Australian accent, yeah, I got that, 
But I just didn't understand why they dressed up like they're going on safari. <laughs> There's no <laughs> safari, no safari <laughs> in Australia. Because they're in the outback. <laughs> <laughs> right, that was really weird. But their match was their match was really good because it's Kofi Kingston and Cesaro, who are two great guys who I reckon you could put out at any point and they do a great match. Cesaro ends up picking the win with the neutralizer, which is great because the neutralizer is a great move, but also it just brings a bit more legitimacy to the bar because a few months ago the New Day beat the bar and now they kind of just got this tag match by doing nothing because they also lost to Russo Day. But maybe now because Cesaro has picked another win, there kind of is a bit more there to kind of make it look like they deserve this title shot. Yeah. Maybe not fully, but I think that was kind of the intention. I mean, yeah, the match is great. Um, I'm I'm glad we're going to see another rivalry with the bar. Yeah, I love the, the bar. bar. I feel they're my favourite tag team on WWE right now. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think I'll have to agree with you there, because, yeah. you know, the deleters' worlds are gone. Yep, so I, they are. I've got to... I've got to because Matt Hardy retired. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, James. It's okay. But the he bar is just that, amazing. <laughs> he only said that broken Matt would never go in the ring again. I don't think Matt Hardy's retired. I just think broken Matt is. Do, do you think, do you think I see past back? your lies, Mr. Hardy. V1! V1! Matt doesn't like peas! Yeah. I come. Yes! <laughs> I found I found an entire list of all the backpacks the other day. Oh my god! Uh, this is going. We're just talking about something that we so, had a general discussion that, the yeah. other day whilst watching Hell in a Cell about Matt Hardy and Matt Hardy v one. And I thought that I had a legit Matt fact of Matt Hardy does not like peas. It turned out it was not a legit. Um, Matt fact, but all the way for the entire rest of the night, every match that went on, James went. I know what's going to happen here. Matt Hardy v one's going to run in. Matt Hardy doesn't like peas. Every, every single match was a Matt Hardy running. Every single one. Uh, it's funny though. Uh, I I know I know we've just gone off the subject. Yes, but we have. I love I love how Matt doesn't like peas is not a Matt fact, but Matt only uses low fat salad dressings is. <laughs> Matt facts are great. Matt Hardy, if you're not properly dead, bring back V1. But just the entrance. Don't go jumping off anything. (laughs) Right. Can you find a tornado? (laughs) V1, Matt Hardy. is rest of the week. Um, Right, we're going to move on now. Randy Orton is giving someone a a massage backstage in the truck, but it's really weird. And And he's making him watch his weird stuff that he does on the screens. And it's really weird. And also we see the highlights of Hell and Cell, Screwdriver in the Year. Um, James, what did you think of Randy Orton being bloody weird backstage? And also, I know we discussed it a little bit, but would you like to add anything else onto our little discussion of Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton? You you know, I, I I think it's a little bit an irony that Randy Orton can be weirder than Jeff Hardy. Yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. And it's also yeah. very entertaining. <laughs> and I like this Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Screwdriver so, in the uh, air. Greatest thing. Uh, ap- apart from that, I don't want to see that again. <laughs> you see, I don't either. And I haven't even... They've put a clip on YouTube and I can't watch it. But it was fantastic and I loved it. 
It was fantastic. And you said that that match was the highlight of Hell in a Cell for you. Yeah, I mean, Hell in a Cell for me was a pretty solid show altogether. Yeah. yeah. And um, but that it was just like I can't believe this is happening. What is going on? <laughs> you see, that was also a highlight for me. It was fantastic, but it wasn't the highlight for me because the highlight for me happened about half an hour before the show actually started, where you had had a few. You and I both had a few drinks before the start of the show. You maybe had a little bit more than I did, and you went to put some popcorn on. And whilst the popcorn was in the microwave, you ran into the room, tried to do a super kick, fell over, and nearly hit your head off the floor. <laughs> That was the highlight of the whole night for me. You go, super game. Oh, no. I must have been more drunk than I thought I was because I I had a hangover the next day. You see, I thought you were really drunk. (laughs) 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 When I get that turn to you, I go, how many is he? Has he had more than me? Because he was. When you came in and tried to do a super kick, I just thought, oh my god, <laughs> the show hasn't even started yet. <laughs> it was a good we super kick, James. We were watching the new day versus the Usos last yeah. <laughs> I think it's quite good that they put the marquee matches on before the show on the network, because I yeah. quite enjoy that. It's quite good to look at these the matches from the last few years. It's Very lovely, With Charlie Caruso, or as you called her, because you were drunk as hell. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And you found that very funny. You know, Did I? Yeah, because remember, it was her interviewing The Miz and Maurice, and I said that The Miz looked like Willy Wonka because of his circle glasses, and you went, yes, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. You know, one day, one day, I'm going to set up a camera... And we're going to live stream our reactions to pay-per-views. And people will just be able to see your weird drunk mind of super kicks and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> that's, that's just the new name. I'm, I'm never going to think of anything else now. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Whenever Charlie Caruso appears on screen. Look who it is! Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, uh, we gotta we gotta talk about SmackDown. Uh, next yeah. is the US Championship match between Rusev and the champion Nakamura. Uh, Rusev Day uh, failed to become the new tag team champions at Hell in a Cell. Uh, there's tensions backstage before because Rusev is blaming Aiden English for the loss. Obviously, Aiden English kind of just just blurts out all his aggression while no one is around, or so he thinks. Turns out Lana is there, and Lana's like, "I'm telling Rusev what you said." And Rusev is like, I don't want to hear. I want to be in the zone for the match. And the match is happening. And it looks like Rusev is going to win. And Aiden just goes, yeah, Rusev Day on the on the apron. Trying to get everyone yeah. to cheer along with him. And Rusev goes, I know what I should do. My friend is cheering for me. I'm about to win this match. I'll turn away from my opponent and shout at him. And then Shinsuke wins. Um, <laughs> after this, oh, Aiden that's English... That's supposed to be funny. <laughs> After this, Aiden English hits Rusev with the microphone, turns heel, Rusev Day have imploded, it's finally, finally over. I have a lot of problems with this. First, I think it's great that Rusev Day is dead. Secondly, I yeah. think it's great that Rusev is the face because everyone wants to cheer Rusev. 
I don't think Aiden English is going to do well as a heel. I think he'll be a jobber within a few months. But also, Rusev is wrong on every single level. In the Hell in a Cell match, well, not in Hell in a Cell, on Hell in a Cell, um, Aiden English has the accolade in on Kofi, I believe it is. And yeah. it's in the centre of the ring, it's like, oh my god, they're going to win. And Rusev goes, tag me in! And you just go, Why? What the only reason for that is that Rusev is coming across as a glory hawk. He wants to be the one to pick up the win. Aiden English had the win there, and the reason they lost is because Aiden tags in Rusev, and then Rusev allegedly gets distracted by Aiden, but he doesn't. It's Rusev's fault they lost to Hell in a Cell. Then Rusev is a bloody idiot in this match by turning his back <laughs> on his opponent in a championship match. He's stupid. Rusev has just come across as a complete and utter moron. Aiden English, <laughs> in a matter of 20 seconds, went from, oh, I'm all about the team, I want Rusev Day to win, come on, Rusev, please do this, I want to be your friend so badly, come on, let's do this, to, you rubbish, happy Rusev Day, this is over. I don't like it, but I'm happy it happened. What do you think? Um, yeah, I'm... I'm- I mean, I, I I thought the 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 segment was quite quite entertaining. Um, I'm I didn't realise that about Rusev, but but now he pointed it out to me. He is a bit stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, back to the point at hand. Uh, the heel turn by Aiden English. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is overall a good thing because I think this was the next thing to go for Rusev Day yeah because and it's they've been teasing it for months and it's finally happened so long it was the first kind of main running joke of this podcast the shocked Aiden English face yeah I mean there was no shocked Aiden English well there was one tiny one and then there was one angry one he was very angry, Aiden English face. Yeah. I mean, it depends where they go. They must have something in store for Aiden English if they've done this. I don't think so. I you think don't they just want to end it. I think, think this is going is nowhere. Just they just want to end Rusev Day, so they have. Oh. Uh, do you want to move Bad on? Because I don't want to talk about that. Let's go. Uh. It's a happy thing now because it's AJ Styles versus Andrade Cien Almas, which was before... amazing. It was amazing. Before that, though, James, I want to talk to you about AJ versus Smojo at Hell in a Cell. What did you think? Oh, it was bloody brilliant, wasn't it? It's, I didn't think it was as good as their SummerSlam match, but I still thought it was a good match, and yeah. I really loved the ending. I've seen some people not liking it, but the fact that. AJ is in the Kokita clutch. He kind of hits a Bret Hart on Roddy Piper type thing where they fall yeah. down the back. They count the one, two, three. But then Samoa Joe celebrates. And then from a different Kangaroo angle, you see that AJ tapped out. So Samoa Joe should be the champion, but AJ is the champion because ref's decision is final. And yeah. you have this great story going forward. I thought the match was kind of forgettable in places and not as good as their first one. But I'm looking forward to the next one still because the story is still great. Yeah, and they've they've only elevated it with the oh AJ actually tapped out bit, which is mm-hmm. um, I I think it's really good. Yeah, I'm I'm like their their match at Super Showdown is now a no disqualifications and yeah. also you can't win by count out, so there has yeah. to be a winner. 
I can't wait. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so, so, so good. It's going to be amazing. Well, hopefully it's amazing, you know? Yeah. Because we've said this before, and then something's been crap. Yes, we have. But things that it's aren't, not one of these times. Things that aren't crap is AJ versus Almas, because these, are, these two guys are a great pair. They're two yeah. fantastic wrestlers, put on a fantastic match. Almas is healing it up by attacking AJ from behind at the start of the match. I don't really know what to say about this, because you just go and watch it. It's just so good. My yeah. only criticism would be... Give Almas a feud. Because even though he's having these great matches with AJ and great matches with Brian and all this kind of stuff, just give him a proper story to sink his teeth into. Give him a pay-per-view match. Has he actually had a pay-per-view match yet on the WWE roster? Uh, well, he's had a kickoff show match. Was that with Sin Cara? Yes. Okay. <laughs> even was that was good, though. Okay. It was a good match. I just yeah. want to see him actually doing something because even though he's putting on these amazing matches, there's kind of no substance to it. I want to see more of his character. I want to see more of Steven Vega's character. I want to see them kind of doing something. Maybe yeah. go after Shinsuke, Shinsuke. but then that'd, that'd be heel versus heel. And they don't like doing yeah. that. Yeah. I don't know. That's Give really him something. Really annoying. I really like heel versus heel. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. <laughs> it's I, I think two bad a, people. <laughs> I think a Shinsuke Almas feud could be amazing, even if they were heel versus heel. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, give something to Almas. Yeah. Anyway, after this match, Smojo descends upon the ring and attacks AJ. AJ kind of wins the brawl though and sends Smojo running through the crowd, still building up more. But I have a feeling that we're going to have the same thing that we've had for the past few months, which is just brawl. This guy wins. Brawl. This guy wins. There's going to be nothing adding on to it until we get to showdown, which is just my fear. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I hope it's not like that. I hope yeah. we have a few promos here and there because Samoa Joe is just the king of all promos as we saw last week. Yeah. Well, you see, they he's done great promos by himself on this feud and AJ's done great promos by himself on this feud. Yeah. We haven't really seen many face-to-face promos throughout this feud and I think if you put the next few weeks just them two either in the ring or one's in the ring and one's on the ramp and you're shouting at each other, that would yeah. be really good and that's what I want to see. Uh, moving on now, we have a match that lasts less than a minute. It's Billy Kay versus Asuka. This is building up to the Super Showdown match with the Iconics versus Asuka and Naomi. Uh, it was stupidly quick. Asuka puts in the Asuka lock. Billy Kay taps out. Nothing really to say about the match. Are you excited for this Showdown match? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> but you love I, Asuka. Uh, I, I'm... I'm happy because I'll see Asuka. I'm not excited for the match itself. Right. Because um, it doesn't really mean anything. No. You <laughs> see, this is very much like the iconic on Raw. Australia. Yeah, this is very much like on Raw where if you're not a champion, you're doing nothing. So Asuka's not in the title feud. Neither is Naomi. Put them together, why not? Yeah. I mean, I can't well, see them adding much story to this because I don't think there is ways to get a story into this. It's just going to be a throwaway match. Wouldn't I would not be surprised if it was a squash match at Showdown. Would you? Or mm. or do you think uh, the Iconics are going to pick up the win in a heelish fashion? No. 
Okay, Iconics, let's move on. Don't, <laughs> Iconics don't get to win. It's their thing, they lose. Um, uh, here's a thing that's really good. Before we talk about the thing that's really good, what did you think of Becky versus Charlotte at Hell in a Cell? Oh, uh, uh, amazing. You know, great match. the outcome we got uh, was was perfect. Yeah. I, I think. Um, yeah. Becky is getting a huge push at the moment. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like heel or face at this point. Mm-hmm. I I don't care. It, it's great. Like it's just amazing the stuff they're doing together, Charlotte and Becky. It's just it's hot stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So Becky has won the SmackDown Women's title, and this week on SmackDown she'll be crowned as the Women's Champion. She comes out. Paige is there to give her the title. She goes, well, Paige, where's my balloons? Where's my <laughs> where's my confetti? Where's the whole women's roster around the ring celebrating me? And she went, don't worry, I don't want that. And she went, but I am kind of surprised that Charlotte isn't out here trying to steal my spotlight. Hey, Charlotte, why don't you get out here? And Charlotte comes out and she goes, Becky, proud of you, well done. And Charlotte, Becky goes, thank you very much, but what I want you to do is raise my hand. And Charlotte refuses and goes, okay, okay, I'm joking, I'm joking. You don't have to raise my hand, but I want you to put this title around my waist. <laughs> and Charlotte goes, no. And Becky goes, okay, okay, I'll give you one last chance. I want you to call me the queen. <laughs> and Charlotte goes, no. And she starts to turn away, and Becky brings out the WWE special word. She goes, you bitch. And that sends Charlotte into a Out of the box! Out Out of the box! Here we go. We know it's personal now, everyone. And they have a bit of a brawl, which Becky wins by putting on the disarmor, and then she just leaves Charlotte in the middle of the ring, puts the title over her shoulder, walks away. Stone Cold Becky Lynch is amazing. She's a great champion. I love this feud. I think they're both being written perfectly. I can't wait to see where this goes. I I hope this is like Betty Becky's attitude going forward, because this is just it's pure gold. <laughs> I mm-hmm. love it. I love that she's just like just doesn't doesn't give a crap anymore. Apart from the fact she wants the title, yeah, and she's just kicking ass. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, they just need to keep what they're doing. With this, because yeah. this is this is fantastic. Until Super Showdown, which is Becky versus Charlotte again. I imagine so. I think it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Lovely jumbling. And then I wouldn't be surprised if they did it also at Evolution. Oh yeah. And then maybe Survivor Series. Hopefully, Survivor Series will be Raw versus SmackDown again, and we'll have, probably have like Becky versus Ronda. Jesus Christ! Oh, that would be oh. good. Oh my God! Stone Cold Becky versus Stone Cold Ronda. That'll be amazing. How are we going to win that? Ronda Rousey. But oh my god! That'll be good. I hope Survivor Series is is just like all Raw versus SmackDown again. Because you had so many like great and weird like feuds that just Brock AJ. Brock AJ was oh, I never in a million years thought Brock and AJ would happen. And it was so good. It was so good. Anyway, Survivor Series, that's far away. We don't want yeah. to talk about Survivor Series. But we will be at the show, which is the kickoff to the build for Survivor Series, which is exciting. Um, yeah. Okay, James, what was the best show this week? Raw or SmackDown? Uh, SmackDown. Because SmackDown? it was more consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply. 
and uh, it had the better segments and the better matches, I think. Yeah, I think Raw was had got strong points, but it was just sprinkled with yeah. rubbish. I mean, but, Raw, yeah. Raw, Raw this week definitely wasn't as bad as the previous week no. we've had. No, 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 pretty good. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, SmackDown was just better, better show. Yeah, it was. Uh, so, James, more importantly then, which show was better, who was your rest of the week this week, taking into consideration Raw, SmackDown and... Hell in a Cell. Well, this this uh, this week was was very hard because I kind of like thought who who I really want to be uh, uh, rest of the week or who really deserves it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and then I thought of Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> And Randy Orton is a very evil man. He plays yeah. it so well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Randy Orton, after the whole brutality and winning the match against Jeff Hardy at Hell in the Cell, that all the brutality that occurred in that match, it was either going to be them, well, one of them two. And, mm-hmm. um, Randy <laughs> the, Orton. The, pro- the promo this week was just. <laughs> creepy Randy Orton. <laughs> it was so, just great. So there we go. Screwdriver in the ear is the wrestler of the week this week. <laughs> Join this us. Really bad. <laughs> Join us next week for another edition of the IWO podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at IWO podcast. James, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at and I am on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, all the RCB. But until next week, all that's left for us to say now is goodbye. goodbye. goodbye.